Welcome to episode 52 of the Contra Fabulist podcast. I'm Audrey Waters. And I'm Ken Lane. And uh, what are we going to talk about this week? Well, I think, uh, you know, what we let drive our conversation each week can vary slightly. Usually it's coming from, seems to have come from high above in the Washington, D.C. or Silicon Valley kind of but I think this uh, this week you had some uh, you had a kerfuffle on your blog that I think is worthy talking about. Um, I did, and I I think that that's probably going to be the focus of much of our conversation. Um, but I guess before we launch into that, is there was there any other updates from your world that you thought were noteworthy? No, I mean API space is pretty boring. I'm uh, we're just I'm done traveling for a while. You're going to be keep traveling, but I'm uh, just focusing on writing and and nothing, nothing really big. Just lots of surveillance and crazy wacky things from API providers. But I think um, I think the the discussion around the annotations and your and what happened this week around your domain, I think uh, uh, speaks to that as well. So. Yeah, so um, earlier this week, and I should I should um, preface this by saying that there wasn't any particular issue this week that prompted me to do this. It's been something that I've been meaning to do for quite some time. I've, um, but I was just I think looking for a task to work on while I procrastinated working on the uh, the three keynotes that I have to write um, in the next couple of weeks. Um, so I decided to uh, figure out a way to block annotations um, from my website. So why why don't you like annotations on your website? Because I'm a terrible person. Um, I hate free speech. Uh, I like to silence people. I'm not. I'm into shutting down any uh, academic discourse. I'm a censor, pretty much. No. And- Seriously, why? <laughs> no, um, seriously. So, you know, it's I took comments off my website in 2013. Um, and it was because of, I mean, it was really when I was starting to get a lot of attention as someone who wrote about education technology, wrote about education technology critically, um, and targeted, I think, for my critique some of the most beloved uh, ed tech companies and ed tech persona um, out there. I wrote a couple of critical pieces about Khan Academy. I wrote a couple of critical pieces about um, Code Academy, and it raised the I think the attention to my site from a group of um, dare we say men who decided to, um, and it's let up some, it come, it's on and off, but who decided to really use the comment section of my blog for targeted sexualized violent uh, harassment. Um, and so it, to me it just wasn't worth it. And it, in fact it's, a, it's, a, it's something that I like to remind all sorts of people is that there's really no obligation for you to have comments on your blog. Honestly, if someone has something to say, um, they can write write a response on their own website and link back to you. Um, you are under no obligation to host conversations, and, and uh, like both of those, I think um, I would you know put in put in air quotes host, host conversations on your website. Um, it's 
I don't think it is intellectually productive. Certainly there are cases when, when it can be. But overwhelmingly, comments on the Internet are just not worthwhile. Um, there are places where people, I mean, obviously, it's a, it's a, huge, it's a huge problem for spam. Um, it's a place where people leave comments that probably need, they aren't really comments. They're, you know, observations about um, misspelling or grammar mistakes or punctuation errors. Um, and I think that it's a, it's a piece of emotional, it's a piece of affective labor um, that we're expected to do online that I find to be um, not, uh, I don't, I don't want to work, I don't want to do that work. Um, particular, I don't want to do that work on my site. I don't want to have to wade through um, the uh, harassment in order to approve comments that might be interesting. I don't think that it's worthwhile. So I took them off my site. And, you know, there. I think there was a small pushback from people who were, um, who felt as though who felt as though simil in similar ways that I was somehow obligated to have comments um, and that they felt as though I had somehow erased um, a record. But of course, I was using a, um, a plugin then called Discuss. And so I didn't, the comments weren't deleted. Um, they still exist on people's if if people made a you know if people were logged into a discuss account they still exist in people's discuss accounts they just aren't they aren't um, linked to a particular blog post so I didn't delete comments per se I didn't delete individual comments per se I just removed that piece of JavaScript uh, I believe it's JavaScript from my website that made that made discuss comments appear like they were on my site. And similar, so I felt that, to me, as someone who's made it very clear that I have no interest in having comments on my site, I felt as though people going against my wishes and annotating my website, and it was primarily people who were using um, Hypothesis um, to do so, I felt that this was really violating the spirit in which um, I had sort of said no comments, no thank you, my site, my rules, no comments. Um, and so I, I added a bit of JavaScript um, to all my websites um, that makes it so that when you try to load a page um, one of my web pages in, um, in Hypothesis that it just redire redirects you back to a Hack Education URL instead, instead of instead of on the instead of Hypothesis sort of wrapper um, around my content. Yeah, I don't. Um, people seem to get really up in a up in. I don't know your grill about all this stuff like like it's their business, it's your domain. You're able to do what you want, but for some reason, people seem to think annotations are different than comments. When you boil it down, it's just pretty much, you know, JavaScript running on your site within your domain. Which, if you visit your website in a browser, anyone visits hackeducation.com or audreywaters.com in a browser, they've entered into your domain, your space on the internet that you purchased um, through a registrar. 
and you have um, DNS level control so you can filter out whoever you want, block people for security reasons, and you have complete control over what's hosted there. Your stuff is hosted statically with GitHub pages and um, you use Jekyll as your, your site and you decide what content shows there. And so for you, for people to step up and say that, that you really have no right to, to, to do that within your domain, that you're somehow silencing them, I mean, I think is pretty, um, I think it just represents the, the, the kind of startup mentality, startup culture of technology and how it works, that things should be free, you should get out of our way, things on the internet should be public, open and free. Um, but really it's in the name of so that they can make money off of it. It really has nothing to do with you, except for in this case, you're a woman. And I think that adds another dimension of it. You know, just watching, it's really hard for me to just sit and watch the Twitter streams go by and people saying really kind of dumbass shit. And there I went, I cussed, um, this round. And, uh, but, uh, but I do, I just watch it because my favorite way of responding in the, especially in these kind of emotionally charged situations is gather my thoughts and publish it on my domain um, collectively where I can do it um, more than 150 characters at a time and and do it more thoughtfully and not get all emotionally caught up in it. But for some reason, this 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 group of men feel like they need to tell you what you need to do with your domain. Interesting. So there's, I mean, there's a lot, there's so many layers I think that are worth exploring with this. And one of, one of this, one of them that you said at um, that you just said is, you know, people seem to think that annotations are different than comments. And I find that really, really quite interesting. Um, because, you know, I think about my, you know, th I think about how um, I think of the work of annotation as a scholar, um, but also the work of, quote, you know, sort of writing in the margins as a reader and as a teacher um, that that's all, it is all still feedback. Um, it just happens sort of, you know, when you write in the margins of a student's paper, for example, you're just, you're, you can sort of underline a passage, highlight a passage, and make a specific, a specific comment about a particular sen sentence level um, idea or, um, or, you know, problems in the in the logic at a sentence level rather than just leaving your feedback at the bottom of a paper you know good work keep up the good work excellent um and so there you know i think there are arguments i think pedagogical arguments for why feedback in the margins is 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 pretty is pretty useful much more useful much more conducive to helpful feedback than just leaving a leaving a remark at the end of a paper and you know with the addition of course of, of a letter grade but this isn't but this is not what i mean this is that's that's a completely different set of circumstances when it comes to the web i just don't i'm not sure how we've i think that comments um because we have comments that seem structurally to look like comments at the end of a of a paper right where you leave a feet where you leave feedback dumbest idea i've ever heard right amazing you have a typo in paragraph 3 um comments and annotations are are really quite similar i'm not sure that what we see with most annotation software is really the scholarly annotation that i think again a lot of academics think of when they think of uh, when you buy like an annotated copy of Mary Shelley's Frankenstein for example um, most of what's happening in the in annotations are 
margin level comments that are feedback for the writer. Um, and so this idea that somehow annotations are this more scholarly level than comments and therefore I'm required to participate in them because I write about education, to me it's just, it's, it's, it's um, I don't buy it. Um, I don't buy it. I think that there has been a push for since, you know, perhaps even since the origins of the web, for there to be this layer or um, for, for, for ease of annotations to come along as being part of, part of the structure of the web. Um, comments, I think, had a different sort of um, historical origin, but I, I don't actually feel, I still don't feel like I have any obligation to participate in it. And, and I think primarily because it's so easily a vector for harassment, right? It is so much, it's, it's really not about fostering inquiry. It's not about um, adding more helpful in, um, information. It's about leaving feedback um, and, and again, I'm just not, I just have not, I don't believe that that's actually particularly useful on the internet. I mean, I'm, um, the folks aren't my editor, <laughs> um, right? Um, folks aren't my teacher, um, folks aren't my priest. Um, and I, I just, am not sure why, why, annota why somehow annotation is different and then superior to comments. Yeah, I mean, a couple things getting wrapped up there in that is the notion of annotation being better than comments. I mean, they're both bits. They're both being plugged into at a URL. Comments are put at the end of the page. Annotations are then somehow put in line because something was highlighted, some XY coordinate was was pointed out, attached to the comment there. They're, they're, they're the exact same thing, but... Um, you're not even really making that wider argument that it's good or bad. It just kind of got wrapped up in there because they're like people are trying to force you to do it somehow on your domain. And it's like you could give you care less that if other people want to do annotations on their site. And sure, they, some people, if you if you want to, that's great. Like do it. Here's the tools. Go for it. Um, but then also, you know, be aware that it's it's just another JavaScript digital bit way of extracting value from your content and your work that you need to be aware of. These companies, well, yes, there many of them are well-meaning and, and want to do good. They they want to build value. They want to attach itself to the value you're creating and be part of that, extract and, and augment that. But then also they want to drill in and get their hooks with that little JavaScript thing because it tracks you know, timestamp, IP address, uh, URL, it has a lot of data that goes with it and that's valuable in this day and age. So for people to kind of wrap it, you know, to to do this kind of, I don't know, skeuomorphism um, co-opting where they take something that has value and meaning and it's kind of like it in a digital environment. So we're going to call it that because it's better and we're trying to get past that, that, you know, everyone knows comments are bad and, and aren't a good idea, but we're this new thing, we're this new thing so that they can extract, attach, extract value as well as kind of drill in and, and get their hooks in you. It's just, it's, it's a trip. It's a trip. So one of the one of the comments that people made in response um, to to my decision to to do this to my website was that um, hypothesis they argued is not 
on my site. So what happens when you log into Hypothesis um, or when you go to the Hypothesis website and then load a URL, what Hypothesis says is, and I'm not actually sure technically how this happens, but it appears as though you're looking at my website, um, but you've got this wrapper of, of, um, of again, you know, marginal, marginalia comments on the side um, that are actually at Hypothesis, right? So Hypothesis has all the data. The data isn't the data isn't mine and the data is not on my site. But for people who are logged into Hypothesis, they can see that. And if they have a Hypothesis um, uh, browser um, extension installed, they see that on all of the sites that they visit, right? All of the sites that they visit are filtered through this, this sort of hypothesis, hypothesis layer. So the argument is that it's not really on my site, so why should I care? And I think that, that that's sort of a, a twofold piece. One is um, it's it's bad enough to receive, to have to go through your email and, and approve comments that are um, harassing or that are pointless, that are really not extending a conversation. But I can't even see without joining Hypothesis and logging into Hypothesis and monitoring all of the tens of thousands of pages on my website, I can't actually see what's being said on my site through, about my site through Hypothesis. So what I've done in effect is I've sort of lost control of the ability to, um, to be able to weigh in or delete or flag comments. And so again, like this is, you know, I've, the, the responsibility that I have as a website owner, like again, it's one of the things where I don't actually want to be responsible for comments because I think they're, I think they're terrible, right? So, but what happens with Hypothesis is that it has given, it has robbed me of my responsibility and it's offloaded it to Hypothesis, which you can say, well, that's great. You can have someone else take care of it, but I'm not comfortable with that. And I'm particularly not comfortable with that. I mean, I'm not comfortable with that for a variety of reasons, partly, you know, partly thinking about the way in which power tends to operate and the way in which risk is assessed in these technology companies that are populated overwhelmingly by white men who don't seem to identify um, problems with risk and problems with consent and, and, and it, online. And so about a year ago, actually, um, uh, there was a, a blog post written by a woman who, uh, much like myself, an independent writer, doesn't write for a big publication, who's, who someone was using Genius, another annotation tool, to harass her. Um, uh, and so she sort of draw, drew people's attention, I think, initially, uh, more broadly to the problem, the dangers of the dangers of this. And so, again, like a year ago, the annotation companies like Genius and like Hypothesis gathered, I believe um, they've been pushing for this to become a web standard. So a bunch of people gathered to have a conversation about what they could do. And Hypothesis, you know, Hypothesis keeps linking to this year old um, article that they wrote of like how they're engaging, how they're engaging people and trying to figure out what to do a, a year ago, a year ago. And still, Something as simple as flag an annotation as 
um, flag, flag it, flag annotation is not part of what they offer, right? So to me, it's pretty clear that it's not a priority to be able to, to, to address this. And I'm sure that, you know, hypothesis will say, well, no one's using our tool this way. Um, uh, and again, because I think that folks tend to not see this happening when they are white men. They don't notice it. Like I was so appalled with the way in which some people spoke to me this week and the language that they were using to describe what they got to do to my website, um, that the way in which it was coded with and, and gendered. Um, you know, I'm, I just don't think that this, this seems to be a priority, but for me, you know, for me, it's really important that I control, I have a place on the web that I control, right? I get to decide what the content is. I get to decide what the images look like. I choose the font. Um, I choose to, for example, not to have any analytics on my site because I really, I really respect the privacy of people who visit, um, who visit my stuff or who visit my site that I'm not interested in tracking them. It, I don't care about clicks. I don't, I'm not trying to funnel people into some sort of like purchasing thing. I don't want them to be tracked across the web for advertising. So I've made a lot of really conscious decisions. And so it really pisses me off when people act as though I can't make those similar kinds of conscious decisions about whether or not I want people to scrawl, scrawl in the margins of my, of my work on my site. Elsewhere, go for it, right? My stuff is Creative Commons license, which is another piece of this I think we, you know, we should talk about, but my stuff is, I, op I openly license my stuff so that people needn't ask permission to be able to, to reuse it as long as it, you know, follows the, the Creative Commons licenses that I've chosen. Um, but, uh, you know, people can, people can republish my stuff and um, mark it up elsewhere, but I don't want to be responsible for having my personal space online become a vector for harassment. Well, and it's very, it's very much a power play, and, and you're, you're right to point out, you know, I mean, just watching the conversations, the gender tones of, of what they're doing, because if, you know, technically you distill it down, you put a piece of JavaScript that said, hey, you know, if I'm, if, if I'm being iframed in, reload and drop it back on my site which is pretty common practice i have a what i call my tv screen for the api space that rotates through um the api space um for me all through my database just kind of randomly and i look at websites and different pages across the companies i keep an eye on and this tv screen is an iframe with and it loads one into this into the viewer and then loads the next after like 10 seconds and I just kind of look at this is my viewer but every like third or fourth one kicks it out of the iframe because for security for advertising for power and control over your domain reasons you don't let people iframe in your site unless they have unless 
they have some sort of approval to because you don't want people to misrepresent your site and, and basically put themselves as a man in the middle and be able to get at that data. And this is common in advertising. So if you make the argument from a business standpoint to these these gentlemen who are, uh, you know, uh, uh, seem to fill your comment stream or your Twitter stream, they wouldn't they they're not going around telling people not to uh, put in an iframe redirect for for these purposes they're going after you because you're doing it and and it's it's just crazy because it's like more of this you know you either do this stuff in your own domain or you do it in some other shared domain with people and you're choosing this control over your domain they're choosing not to like take your content and put it in 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 their domain and annotate it because no one's going to go visit it. They're choosing to do it on these shared platforms via Twitter and your tweet stream, via Hypothesis and these 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 common areas that are all about taking you know iframing you in and and making this power play from your content from your domain and then putting themselves in the middle of what data gets aggregated and and, and gathered from that. And they're not doing that for altru altruistic reasons because they care about annotating the web. They're doing it because it's it's a revenue generator and it's going to create data and it's going to create revenue for them. Uh you know, and so for me one of the things that I mean I've been thinking a lot this this conversation and or this, you know, the response this week, and this demand, um, this demand that people get access to um, to my websites in ways that they dictate, um, has has been making me think a lot about um, about intellectual property, and I think that it really, to me, underscores so many of the problems that. Um, intellectual property um, as it's um, the framing of intellectual property online and the push for things to be open um, I, I just feel as though there's this expectation um, that there's an expectation that my stuff should be ex I mean accessible um, in ways that people other people um, demand there's this kind of presumptiveness about the things I'm supposed to do, the ways I'm supposed to um, allow my work to be used that I find to be, you know, I find to be really, really troubling. And it's, it's actually something that this week it's made me really think about, think twice about, do I even want to have Creative Commons licensing on my work? Um, because there's this, I mean, there's this sense that somehow people have convinced themselves that asking permission and getting someone's consent is just a bridge too far online, right? And people's justifications for, for you know, for the saying, well, you can't control, you can't control, like the, you know, you just can't control anything online. This is, you know, this is all out of your control. You don't have a say. You don't, you know, the, as though they've sort of handed over. Uh, many people, I think, have sort of handed, handed themselves, handed their data, handed their work over to companies, um, over to an ideology in which everything of theirs is sort of, everything is sort of open to be mined and monitored 
um, you said extracting value, you know, um, from other people, and that this uh, this insistence that the artists and the creative people have no right, and students, right, um, authors have no right to be able to control their work is to me wrapped up in this larger piece. So for for me, the you know, I I've long been a supporter of of Creative Commons. Um, licensing, again, partially because it, you know, what I've done by licensing my work under Creative Commons, I haven't given up copyright, but I have made it so that if you want to use, like I said, if you want to use my work under a certain set of of um, conditions on the Creative li Commons license, right? So I have um, myself, you know, it's by you have to, so you have to say it's by me, right? Um, uh, share alike, you have to share it with the same license and non-commercial. So you can't, um, you can't take my work for commercial for commercial purposes. Um, you can't use my work for commercial purposes without, or excuse me, unless you ask my permission, right? And like that's the piece that seems to me to be so weird, is that there we have convinced ourselves that asking for consent. And I'm purposefully using the word consent and the way in which it has this parallel meaning with sex and bodies and the right to access people's bodies. Because that's how I was made to feel this week. As though I, um, that somehow I'm a text and that people have, that men were demanding a right to, to be able to sort of mark, mark me up. Um, and it was so, anyway, it was so gendered, but you know, you, you can ask for consent, right? You can ask my permission. And if my answer is no, then you need to back off, right? Then my, like, no, no means no. And I feel like what I've done with creative commons licensing, as I've said, under these circumstances, yes, you can use my stuff. And now I'm really, re I am really rethinking whether or not I want to have Creative Commons. Not that it's going to stop. I mean, none of this ever really stops people from, from using your work online. But I want to force people, right? I want to force people to think about consent, and think about permission, and, uh, you know, and I, I'm not a text. I'm a person, and my websites are highly personal and this idea again this idea that people get to sort of access it and in ways that I've really made clear I don't want is so so troubling to me and so this you know it's not just a matter of overtly sexualized harassment it's this assumption that permeates almost all of web-based and internet-based technologies that you get to access anybody without their permission, without their consent, without their knowledge. And that is so deeply, deeply troubling to me. Well, and it shows for me the importance of people understanding their digital presence knowing that you can have your own domain and and have the opportunity to create one and then be able to defend it and dictate what goes there. I mean, I think of, of you know, being there in the early days, helping you craft your, you know, buy it, purchase a domain, learn about hosting, setting it up. And then seven years later, I mean, you're, I mean, you're in full control of your domain. I have no, I don't pay the bills for your hosting. I don't technical support. I don't do anything that, 
it's your space and that you've carved out this, this, you've worked thousands of hours on this space, carving out, crafting, creating content thoughtfully, you know, the, the amount of work you do alone just in November and, and December. And then that someone still goes, oh, this should be free. And, and that you have a kind of a pact or a contract with us because you've accepted donations that, that you, you have to let us mark you up and do what, and, and change your bits, your, your bits and bites as we see fit. I mean, it's just insane. And it just shows the, the distortion that's going on around exploitation of people's bits online. Um, the lack of domain literacy, the lack of digital and data literacy around people just being aware of all of these power plays and being um, falling prey to these things. I mean, I don't know why these these dudes are saying this to you online, what their motivations are, but they either directly have motivations to to uh, you know take you down on this, or they have financial ones, or a combination of many issues. I I mean I don't I don't even know if I would say that as much as this is just the set of the of a, a certain kind of privilege um of the way in which i think people move through people move through the world right so men in particular but then when we think about what does it mean to move through the digital world um you know i think that the that these technologies are built these technologies are built by men primarily they're built for men primarily like i was looking up um, you know, trying to find out more information about the W3C. And so that's the, that's the standards body that's responsible for, quote-unquote, the standards of the web. And I was looking to see if, who, who, if I could see a list of the people who were, who were part of the working group to push for annotations, right? Because I'm, really I'm really curious and a little... I have my, you know, suspicions about what that, who's, who's on that, who sits on that group in terms of the, the makeup, in terms of gender, sure, in terms of race, definitely, um, but also in terms of corporate interests, right? Um, and because the working group is closed, I can't seem to find, um, I can't seem to find a list of, of who's, um, who, who was on the, uh, who was part of the group, but I did find on the Hypothesis website, they boasted in February of this year, earlier this year, that annotations are now a web standard. And this is how they, this is the description, right? And I just like think about the, think about the presumptiveness that, that goes into taking this sort of action. This is how they've described it. Described it. Um, uh, 24 years after Mark Andreessen built, first built collaborative annotation into Mosaic and tested it on a few, quote, guinea pigs before turning it off, annotations have finally become first-class citizens of the web. Right, so that is such an interesting... So this was something... Um, done by Mark Andreessen, which of course makes me, <laughs> brings a whole bunch of baggage to me when I think about things done by Mark Andreessen, right? That he, that um, testing it on a few quote guinea pigs is such a, such a fraught way of framing it. Like I want to know, like, did the guinea pigs know? Like what sort of, 
what sort of informed consent, like you have to give informed consent when you're doing human research, but you don't actually have to like get the guinea pigs or any other lab animals, pigeons, right? Pigeons don't have to sign off and say, I totally, totally understand what you're, what you're doing to me. No, they're just, a, they're just an object. They're just sort of seen as, they aren't seen as subjects. They're seen as an object that science and technology do things to. So that's problematic. And then to phrase it as annotations have finally become first class citizens of the web. It gives, it gives agency and status to, to like what you said, a piece of, a, a technological piece of, of, um, probably JavaScript, although not necessarily, I haven't looked closely at these, but that this is, this gives personhood. This actually confers personhood to a piece of code. Um, and then to describe it as first, first class, as opposed to underclass, right? Second class. Um, and I'm wondering, you know, if, if annotations are the first class citizens of the web, what the hell am I? Well, I, I haven't read the the, the specification, I'll, I'll make sure I do so by future uh, episodes. But, you know, what what's in there regarding the, the flagging, um, the abuse prevention, all of the classic things that we know happens on the web, you know, from a from a security, but but also a privacy standpoint. And where was that built in? Is that a first class? Is this is this a layer of the definition of, of, of this first class status? And it just seems like it's it's yet another amplification that's being built into the web. In this case, one that that can potentially augment over your domain and your space that you've carved out and amplify the voice of of your haters um, to be first class, you know, comments and thoughts and part of your content and how people see it when they surf the web. That's just uh, pretty crazy. So um, we've run a little long, but you know, people of the myriad of, of responses that people had on Twitter, a lot of people were saying that, you know, authors don't get to control the reception of their work. Um, artists don't get to control the reception of their work. And I think that, again, I think that we are sort of confusing a lot. We're, we're confusing a lot of things and we're, we're sort of coming up with these justifications, right, that may or may, may or may not sort of coincide with the things that we learned um, in in English literature class in college, right, um, about what authors can and cannot do, um, and what what. Um, but I th again, you know, I talk a lot about this, talk a lot about the ways in which embedded in the technologies that we use are certain sets of assumptions, certain um, certain ideologies that I think we should pay attention to, and you know, I point out neoliberalism libertarianism this this sort of belief belief in the in the new economy and i think you see in this idea that really all things have to be bent to the desires of the individual user right that the individual user should have more rights and controls than the author than the musician than the publisher is something just to you know is something just to <laughs> to take note of and I think it's particularly noteworthy where the money comes from for, um, for these groups, right? Who is funding um, hypothesis, right? Who's funding genius, 
right? Who, like, where, like, who are the people behind the idea? I mean, and that's why I wish I could, I'll have to see if I can figure it out who's on the, you know, who's on the, on the W3C working group for, um, for annotations is, you know, uh, I, you know, who, who is saying that this is a good idea? Because I'm not. And I, I mean, I know that I, you know, I, I, I know that people, I know that some academics have found um, hypothesis to be useful in their, in their, in their classes. I mean, okay, but like, let's have conversations. I think about what does it mean when a, a, a company um, like Hypothesis takes money from Pierre Obidiar, right? Like that seems noteworthy, right? What does it mean when a company like Genius takes money from Andreessen Horowitz? Um, who who sits again? Who sits on, on the on the working group to decide that this is a standard, and that this you know is it like is it hypothesis? Like that's convenient, right? Is well, that and, and, you know? And if the companies are waiting years to think about. You know things like harassment and abuse of this this specification. That's not baked into early forms of it. There's not people sitting on those committees. That's a problem. But yeah, exactly, exactly. So I mean, who does this benefit? Um, it doesn't. Um, it, I certainly do not see it um, benefiting me. And I, I mean, my website, man, my rules. Yeah. Well, and I'm I'm curious now. I mean, I'm gonna go read this back because I'm curious where. Where the 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 you know the ability to thwart this and and turn it off at the domain level, um, how prioritized is that as well? Because that's some pretty important stuff, and and you have every right to to take that stance, and and it's pretty silly that people think otherwise. But it just shows how much I think uh, aggressive behaviors out there regarding people's awareness and kind of domain literacy. But um, we just got a lot of work ahead of us. Yep. Well, till next week. Alrighty.